There comes a day in everyone's life where they have to make a crucial decision. In all seriousness though, folks, thank you so much for joining me here on the very first ever episode of the Daniel Teaches Experience, episode number one. So basically, just to give you an overview of what this is, who I am, and just how this is going to look going forward is, I started my journey of self-awareness four years ago. It was unquestionably the greatest thing that I've ever done. Because ever since I started this, I started to think differently. What happens when you start to think differently? You start to see the world differently. What happens when you see things that weren't there before? Now you can act and behave in different ways, which were not possible before. All why? Because you began to think differently. My goal is to bring as much self-awareness to myself as possible. I am a student of the game. I'm just trying to learn. Every day I make mistakes and I fail and I learn new things and I would like to think that I reflect on them and that I become better. And I take one step closer every single day to becoming more self-aware and more mindful of who I am. I think self-awareness is everything. I think it touches on whether you talk about financially being self-aware, being self-aware of yourself in terms of relationships, communication, strengths, weaknesses. I feel like no matter what your goals are in life, it always goes back to self-awareness. My name is Daniel. This channel is the Daniel Teaches Experience. And if you're at all interested in self-awareness, in becoming mindful, learning more about yourself, hopefully this is the podcast for you. See, I don't claim to have the answer. If I've given that off before on YouTube or whatever, I sincerely apologize. I do not have the answer. I have answers. Answers that I've heard from other people, from other psychologists, from other motivational speakers. Answers that when I've heard uh, two concepts from two different psychologists, I'll put together, revise it, and put my own spin on it. And and really what motivates me to do this, the reason why, why I want to be on camera here or speak, whether you're listening to this on audio or on YouTube later on, is I want to be able to provide value to people, right? I want to be able to give you value to do something that would inspire you to be a little bit better. If I can help you know yourself better by even 0.1%, man, I'm happy. Now, let's be honest. I'm not an expert. By any means, I'm not an expert at all. I'm just a student. I'm just learning this game. So I continue to read, I continue to, to go to lectures and to find educational audio online and to enrich myself and to broaden my thinking and my knowledge that I already have. And what I really want to do is I want to share it with you that if you're ever in the same position as I am, you know, not only do I want it to, to be able to benefit you to get something away from it, but you know, a lot of the times it could be things that I'm struggling with, things that I'm still trying to figure out and I don't know which way to go and putting these out here. My hope is that you guys, whoever's watching this, that you'll DM me, text me, email me, whatever it is and say, hey, Daniel, you know what? Um, I heard the situation that you're in. I was in a similar situation. This is how I handled it. Right? Because when we can share our knowledge with one another, we can learn so much more easier. So basically, how these podcasts are going to go are, I want to talk about general concepts. General concepts that apply to everyone in every situation. And then take these general concepts from the psychology world, from the motivational speaking world. And then give you my own personal examples to how they relate to me. And I want to challenge you to use these to relate to you. I know one of the biggest things when I was listening, um, sitting in my psychology lectures in class was I'm sitting there and they're going over these broad theories. They're going over these broad concepts. And I keep thinking, how does this apply to me? How does this apply to the people? How can we use, how can we take that theory? Because theories are great. How can we make it practical? That, my friends, is what this podcast seeks to do. It's to take theory, take a general concept, 
give you my own personal examples and show you practicality where psychology does come into play. Things of, you know, how to talk to someone who you're attracted to, how to, you know, three ways to instantly end an argument, uh, the best ways to give advice, the best ways to receive advice, how to call someone out when you know they're flat out wrong. Just you name it. It's where motivational speaking meets psychology and it's the perfect get together with your host, Daniel. So my friends, without further ado, we're going to talk about three topics here today in order and in between. We're going to talk about some different things go here and there. But for the most part, the structure of the podcast today is going to be this, these three topics. The first topic is looking at who you get your advice from and how much value you want to put on their advice. The second topic will be looking at disagreements, looking at people having different opinions than you and different perspectives as an enormous positive, like an enormous positive. And the final topic will be kind of a controversial one. The reason why I believe that quality is not above quantity, but they're on the same level. So folks, when we're talking about advice, I know there was a point where when I would find one individual who would give me one piece of good advice in a particular area, I would make the mistake and go, oh, they gave me advice in that area. It totally worked out. I'm going to get advice from them about everything, right? Like, like imagine like a best friend, you get their advice on everything. Now, what's really, really important to keep in mind, folks, is this idea that I got from a book, which I think is absolutely priceless. It's amazing. It has helped me to beyond belief. And it was this idea of get your advice from someone who has what you want. Get your advice from someone who already has something that you want. So we can break that down into three steps. So let's pick anything. Let's say I want to become a good swimmer. Would it make sense for me to go up to someone who's never swam a day before in their life and go, hey man, can you give me some advice on swimming? Even if, he, and he wants to help me out. He's a super nice guy. He'll give me the best answer. Oh yeah, keep your elbows in and just like, claw forward as fast as you can and keep, keep your mouth out of the water, right? He'll do his best. But it's really, really important that in that moment I go, you know what? Has John ever swam before? Does he even know how to swim? Does he have what I want? Do I want his swimming skills? If the answer is no, then should I be taking his advice? Right? For example, if I want to go start a small business, I'm not going to ask my someone who's never started a small business. Maybe I'll go ask someone who, who has, right? Who's been doing it for a year or has been doing it for the last six months. Go up to him. Hey, man, so I saw that you started your business. I'm kind of thinking of doing the same things. You know, do you have any advice? Do you have any tips for me? And being able to look at him who's gone through the trenches and he's gone through the step-by-step -step process, he might have some really valuable and practical information for me. And then the in-between step is you have an individual who... They don't have what you what you want, but they're on their way to getting there. For example, let's say I want to be a, a huge bodybuilder. I want to get super big. I want to get ripped. If I go to someone who's never been to the gym, that's like okay. Um, you know, I don't know how much value you can give me there in your advice. I can just still still take it. Don't get me wrong. Don't go into the mindset of you have nothing to offer me. You should always be open minded, but just. Have that in the back of your head and how much value you want to put on their piece of advice. So you can go to someone who's never gone to the gym before, who doesn't even like working out. You can get their advice. That's one thing. The best thing is you go find a bodybuilder in the gym where you've seen him hit the gym six times, seven times a week. And you go, hey, man, I've noticed you've been in the gym a lot. Do you have any tips, any tricks? Like, what do you do in terms of diet? And they'll give you the total lowdown. And in theory, 
if you follow their their formula to a T, now I know biologically things are going to be different in terms of height, in terms of weight, metabolic rate, whatever. But in theory, if you take their their diet, if you take how often they work out, how they work out, you should get a pretty similar result to what they have. If that's what you want, fantastic. Sometimes, let's say you go to a gym and you don't see that. You don't see that bodybuilder in person, right? So you go up to someone who you see they're hitting the gym two, three times a week. They're not exactly what you want, but you see he's working on his way there. Is that a good guy to ask for advice? Now, thinking about what, what we just said earlier, you know, you'd say, well, Daniel, um, he doesn't have what I'm looking for. But very much like myself, he's on his way to there. So maybe it wouldn't hurt to look at his plan and to to see, you know, oh, you know, he's only going three times a week right now, but in a couple of weeks, he's going to start going four times, five times. He's going to be adjusting his diet. Maybe it's not a bad idea to get advice from him too. So number one, folks, the best person, in my opinion, to get advice from is the person who already has what you're after. Why? Because they have the formula. If I want to know how to bake a certain specific cake, the best person to ask is a person who's already made this super specific cake. Right? Because they have, yeah, man, I did this. Step one, I did this. Step two, I did this. Step three, I did that. And they can lay it out for you. As opposed to, this happens all the time. I was in a situation recently where I have a buddy of mine, super awesome, great guy, super friendly, super fun, life of the party. I asked him, I was like, hey man, you know, when you go up to, to a group, when you want to get a group's attention, and uh, basically something revolved with when you, when you want to tell a joke, you want to get people's attention, what do you do? He gave me some advice. I used it at a party. It worked like no other. I was like, this is amazing. I asked him for some more advice. The thing about my friend was, um, he's not a gym guy at all doesn't work out, eats whatever he likes, totally to each their own. And I remember I was asking him for gym advice. And um, as you can imagine, it, it didn't go too well. It didn't go too well. I pretty soon realized, I was like, oh, like if I want communication, you know, based social gathering communication based, he is the guy to go to. But maybe in terms of physical aspects, in terms of fitness, he's not my guy. Right? If I want to talk about, you know, saving, uh, being financially smart with my money and this is the part where I want to take those general concepts of, you know, looking at who you ask for advice. I want you to apply this to your life. Think about anything. Think about, let's, let's go with fitness because fitness is something that everyone's always looking after or uh, knows of. When you think about your circle, when you think about your family members, your relatives, your friends, if you were to, who is the most fit person that you know? Who is the most fit person that you know? Who you, you look at his body and you look at his lifestyle, the shape that he's in, you go, you know what? Ideally, in the future, I would like to look something like this. Like, this is something that I approve of. Once you have that individual, you know, it's really good to keep in mind and think, you know, if I want to ask someone for advice, this is the guy I'll go to for fitness. Now, do the same thing, but instead of fitness, think about which of the people around me is most financially well off. Now, financially met off can mean a bunch of different things. It could mean who has the biggest savings account. It could mean, is there anyone who's involved in investing? It could mean uh, anyone who's, I mean, you name it, right? Whatever that, that word means to you, financially well off. It just makes sure that you realize that you distinguish the categories. Your top fitness guru advice guy does not also have to be your relationship advice and your fitness advice and your financial advice. You know what I mean? So just really important that you figure out who do I go for what? And what do they have that I want? Let's say you look at me, watch me swim. You go, oh, Daniel, you have a sweet breaststroke, man. Can you give me a few tips? If you like what I do, I can totally give you the tips, the recipes to end up doing what I'm doing. 
you go look at my, I don't know, my, my trigonometry marks back in high school. Hey man, can you give me some tips on trigonometry? <laughs> Unless you want that C+, you do not want to ask me about my, my tips in trigonometry. I think it, that is such a basic, a basic piece of advice, which is funny because it's advice about who to get your advice from and how to take it. But it goes a long, long way. And then I think it broadens to the point of it's not only the people in your life, but it's everything. It's the books that you read. It's um, the, the kind of videos that you watch, the things that you see on YouTube. And you can really work on opening and closing your door of how much you want to let inside. And again, how much weight do you want to put on that opinion? Right? Is it going to be one of those where you go, wow, that was incredible. I got to write that piece of advice down. Or one of those ones where you go, hey, man, I really appreciate you sharing that. But it goes in one ear, goes out the other ear. Agreeing with people feels amazing, right? When you go up to someone and go, hey, the most ridiculous thing happened to me, da 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 and they go, yeah, that was super ridiculous. Why? It brings you closer together. People like agreeing. Many people, they're not a fan of confrontation, and oftentimes that can lead to dishonesty, where sometimes you feeling honestly about a situation going, you know what, I thought the other way, but just for the sake of, what's the word, finding harmony between two people or between a group, you end up going with the message, even though you don't necessarily agree. I think... Thoughtful disagreements are looked down upon. I think that we don't give them as much value as we should. Um, in general, I think agreeing is awesome because you go along with the crowd. And it's very funny to me because we have this other side that says, no, don't go along with the crowd. Stand out. Be an individual. Do your own thing. But, you know, whenever we think about disagreements, it always leads to, we always think about arguments. Or I used to anyways. When I thought of a disagreement, I thought there, was a, there wasn't a synchronization. It's going to lead to an argument. People are going to think emotionally. They're going to react instead of respond logically. It's going to go back and forth. It's a fight. They're trying to prove who's right and who's wrong. But sometimes thoughtful disagreements are absolutely incredible. I'll tell you why. Let's say through, let's say we're talking on here, right? I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying and I'm giving uh, my two cents on a matter on a topic. And you reply to me right after watching this or hearing this. And you say, Daniel, I absolutely love what you're saying, man. I agree with it from beginning to end. I'll say fantastic. Or let's say I'm taking a video like this. I'm recording. You're listening to what I say. You send me back a response or a DM and you go, Daniel... I heard everything that you said. I totally disagree with you on this point. I think you're, I don't think you're corrected on this. And this is why. Do you know what my response will be? Fantastic. Please hit me up. Let's talk about it. Maybe there's something that I don't know. What are the chances that you know something that I don't? What are the chances that I'm wrong about something? And for whatever reason, I just didn't see it. I couldn't see it from my perspective. And you being able to point it out to me, you being able to explain your way of thinking might make me go, oh, oh, you know what? John's right about this. I did not consider that at all. And because of that, doesn't that make me more self-aware? Doesn't that lead to more growth? Doesn't that lead me to be more clear on the matter and better off in general? So see, when you look at it like that, when you look at a, a thoughtful disagreement as in uh, you're searching for the truth, right? You seek to, to find the truth. You want to understand what's real and what's not, what's right and what's not. The big misunderstanding that happens is a lot of the times uh, conversations which lead to persuasion, when we're talking about agreeing and disagreeing, they lead to emotional, emotionally charged as opposed to logical. Now, from a 
just brain part of view, when we're talking about emotion, oftentimes it's a part of our brains called the amygdala. This is the part that starts firing off, which your logical and your reasoning goes down and your emotional thinking goes up, which leads to things like your heartbeat speeding up, which leads to things like your face going red and tone of voice increasing and cutting people off before they before they finish giving their answer or uh, you know giving them the the straw man defense where you kind of talk about so you're saying that and then you know you make his conversation sound really really stupid even though that's not what he said at all um, so I really do think we need to look at thoughtful disagreements in this positive light in the sense that you know what can we learn out of this? If we're looking at this as not me versus you, but two individuals who seek the truth and we want to work together to find it together so that we're both better off. There's a chance that I might be wrong about this. However, I do not want to assume that you're automatically right and I do not want to assume that I'm automatically right. So I know from personal examples when I usually when I go to conversations and I say hey man this is happening even as simple as a date hey man uh, when's that uh, fight coming up oh it's the 17th and then my buddy of mine will say uh, no Daniel it's the 12th my obviously human nature you're a little taken back by it and then it takes conscious thought to go you know what did it get moved to the 12th and then I think for a second before opening my mouth which is super super important something that everybody should work on something that I need to work on is thinking before speaking and thinking, you know what? Did it get moved to the 12th? Am I mixing up the dates? What are the chances he's right here? And then I might say, you know what, man? Um, I really thought it was the 17th, but I'll, I might be a little unsure. And as soon as when you say that, it totally, totally cuts off any chance of an emotional uh, reaction. Why? Because human instinct, if someone comes to push you, physically push you, what are human instincts? Your hands come up, right? It, it's a trigger. It's a primal effect. So when verbally you defend yourself, when you say, no way, man, it's the 17th. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the chance of him going back and being like, no, you're totally wrong. It's the 12th or whatever. I know the example that I'm using doesn't seem super major. You can use whatever example you like in your own personal life. But just to make it sound uh, easy to, to comprehend. You know, whenever I say, you know what? Is it the 12th, man? Hmm. I don't know. I really thought it was the 17th. And when you don't come off as pushy and as aggressive and as you're trying to push your point forward, it makes the other guy understand that tone, understand that atmosphere and that energy that you're giving him. Nine times out of 10, he's going to give it right back. And instead of being like, yeah, you idiot, it is the 12th. He's going to be like, uh, yeah, uh, I thought it was the 12th, but maybe it was the 17th. Maybe I, I have it wrong. Now, I know the big pushback is going to be like, well, Daniel, if you know you're right, why can't you just say you're right? Why do you have to take? Uh, why do you have to relax so you can spare the other guy's feelings? Now, my friends, this is super contextual. So what I'm saying now, please do not take it like black and white as it is and try to post it in every circumstance. It's gonna depend. It's gonna depend on how sure you are. You know, if you're 100% sure, immediately when they go, no man, I think it's this. You can go. Uh, you know what? Actually, I checked recently. This is what I saw. But can you tell me why you think the way that you do? Like, like explain your reasoning to me. That is the number one answer. That is the number one solution. If there's one thing you want to take away from this, it is that. Whenever you have a disagreement, just go, can you, can you explain your reasoning to me? And I want you to look at them in the eyes. And I want you to look at them with your body. What does that mean? That means you're not facing away. You're not, you're not 
uh, you don't have your body turned, you're facing them with your body, shoulders forward, you're giving them all your attention. I just want you to make eye contact and don't say anything. Because when you say something, you bail them out. Look at them and go, oh, um, why is that? Or can you explain how you came to that conclusion? Or, oh, um, why, man? Why would you say that? Wait, just get them to explain their thoughts and then just look at them. Don't say anything. And if they start talking, look at their eye contact. Notice how much they pause in between their sentences and listen to the, the evidence that they give you. And if it sounds valid, if, it, if it's supportive, if it makes sense in terms of common sense, you can either say, okay, I'll take your word for it. Or if something sounds fishy, don't hide. Come out and be like, you know what, man, that made sense. But that part over there, when you talked about this thing, you know, I, you kind of lost me there because this is what I thought. What do you think? And it's the most important thing, my friends. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Your tone of voice. Your tone of voice is everything. I'm I'm amazed by people's not audacity because they don't do it on purpose, but and I, you know, everyone falls prey to it here and there, but it's people underestimate the power of voice. So it's like someone will say something and they can be totally innocent, but they're not aware that their tone sounds aggressive, it sounds pushy, it sounds um uh what's the word I'm looking for? It sounds even condescending. They're not aware of that. And because they're not, the person responds and goes, oh, you're condescending. You're being a smart ass. He'll say something back. And then now you have a back and forth where he thinks you started, you think he started. So really, my friends, tone of voice does go an extremely long way in these things. But thoughtful disagreements are not a bad thing at all. If anything, I encourage them. And it is something that I'm totally working on. I was a guy who was super opposed to confrontation. A few years back, I'm still working on myself. I just didn't like confrontation at all. But I realized, hey man, you know what? You have to. Confrontation is just is being in an uncomfortable moment where sometimes there's pressure on you or something has to be cleared up for the sake of both parties. And it's important to be able to learn how to get through that. Because if, like me, you're not a fan of confrontation, you can either do two things. You can avoid it at all costs or you can go head on into it. Now, avoiding it at all costs short-term gain because you don't you don't feel that pressure on your chest but long-term disadvantage in the sense that it's always going to come up in life in all different situations could be as crazy as you know you see someone doing something that they shouldn't be at work or, or or somewhere at a party at a social gathering you have to go step up or even even be as simple as somebody messing up your order you know and just be like hey you know like just as little as thing so really my friends confrontation or anything really that that bothers you that puts a weight on your shoulder i understand it is super easier said than done but i would highly recommend go into it if you're scared of something go full on into it that is that is the way to go that is the best way to go i really do believe that finally this leads me to this last topic my friends whenever we're talking about quality and quantity I don't know about you, but this is what I've heard through my upbringing. When I'm, when I'm growing up through school, they'd always say, do it nice or do it twice. Daniel, you rather want to make one good picture than four mediocre ones, right? And I said, that makes total sense. I 100% agree. Quality over quantity. Until I started listening to a guy by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk. And Gary basically said this. So, the argument was, quality is subjective while quantity is objective 
So let's break this down. Let's say I come out with three YouTube videos this week. You, me, and Bill can all agree that that's three. Three is three is three. It doesn't matter what language we're speaking in. It, it doesn't matter if we're... It doesn't matter what's what, how we're saying it. Three is three is three. It is objective. It is non-negotiable. There is no doubt. But the moment when you talk about quality, I could post a video and say, this is the greatest video of all time. Someone else can listen to it here. Uh, you know, six out of ten. Someone else can listen to it. But like, no, Dale, you're, you're totally in a different part of town. Three out of ten. Right? So at this point, when people make the argument, oh, quality over quantity, it's like, but who defines what quality is? Is it yourself? Is it the experts in the field? Is it your friends, your family? Now, don't get me wrong, they're obvious ones. If, you know, if we're talking about painting and you want to draw a couple of stick figures instead of the Mona Lisa, I understand. I'm not saying quantity above quality. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying they're both of equal importance, right? And the reason is, which this is, again, all ideas from Gary Vaynerchuk was the idea of quality is this, right? Quality over quantity stems from the idea of, well, instead of wasting my time starting again three times or starting again four times, I'll put all my time into one piece of work, into one song, into one piece of art, into one dance choreography, rather than putting all my eggs in different baskets, then I will absolutely nail it. And I'll come out with, let's say for my case, one YouTube video a week. Well, the other guy, is over there and he's coming out with three YouTube videos a week. Now you're thinking, well, Daniel, obviously you yours are going to be better quality. But once again, my friends, that is subjective. And then I feel like that gets into the conversation of, you know, can, can it ever be perfect? Can a piece of artwork ever be perfect? Can a song ever be perfect? Can a YouTube video ever be perfect? I know myself, I'm, I'm almost never satisfied with my, with my videos. Don't get me wrong, for what they are right now, two thumbs up. But I could, if you were to tell me, Daniel, which of your videos is perfect? I would say none. The lighting could always be better. I could have always said a better word. I could have not mumbled here. I could have mentioned this example. It could always be better. Something else could have always been changed. And can you can you relate to that at all? Like if you're thinking about in terms of music, in terms of like a performance that you had, right? It could always be better. Thus, you know, when you're thinking about perfection, it can seem really, really far away. And what if the reason why you don't release content, the reason why you don't perform, you know, your guitar, the reason why you don't, do your craft is because you're waiting to be perfect but perfect might be three four five six months or it might not even be possible depending on what your idea of perfect is so let's say i put out one video once a week and i think it's good quality meanwhile tom over here is putting out three videos a week tom would argue that he's getting in more practice and he's getting in more experience because every time he's editing a new video and he's, he's messing around with the lighting and he's uploading it, he's learning and he's becoming better. So after two weeks, I've uploaded two videos in total. After two weeks, Tom has uploaded six. He has uploaded triple the amount that I have. Now, again, you can take this video uploading and I want you to apply it to whatever area of your life that this makes sense in. But just this idea of he's done triple what I've done. Don't you think that in the long term, Again, not short term. Short term, you might look at them, you know, these two are really good. Out of those six, oh, maybe only three of them are kind of good. In the long term, when we're looking at practice and experience and learning new things, do you, even if you don't agree, do you understand how putting out six pieces of content over two weeks, the sheer practice of it can make that individual better? 
Thus, when a month is gone, he's put out 12 pieces of content. And even though, let's say, the first two or three were nothing special, it's the constant work, the consistency, which eventually leads to him skyrocketing in growth, in growth and in knowledge and in experience. So in one sense, you know, quality is super important. You want to make sure that everything you're giving out, everything is valuable. You know, everything people can, can take something away from it. You can, it's worthwhile. But on the other side, it's, you know, you want to get those bad boys out there. Now, I, I was related to posting content. So for example, you know, looking at whether YouTube videos or social media posts or whatever, I get to a point where I start thinking, oh, this video is not good enough. Uh, I don't look good enough. This topic, I you know, I didn't hit it on the nail as good as I could have. And just working on that, as opposed to thinking, you know what? Even if it's not a 10 out of 10 video, at the time, I did the best that I could. Obviously, hindsight bias. Hindsight bias being that we look back and we things become clear to us, but only because they've already happened. But in the moment, you couldn't see it. So you look back and go, you know what? At the time, it was a 10 out of 10. Sure, now looking back at it, it's only like a seven and a half, but does that mean I shouldn't post anything until I get that 10 out of 10? Man, that might be six months from now. As opposed to, you know what? Yeah, this is a seven out of 10. At the time, I did the best that I could. Let me post it and let me do another one and let me do another one and let me do another one. Next thing you know, I've done 10 of them and now I'm really good. Now I'm really comfortable. Now there's no script. Now I'm getting better with lighting. Now I'm getting better with talking, with holding contact. And just the sheer experience, the sheer practice has been extremely rewarding in terms of long-term gain. Now, folks, when I say things like this, I do not mean to persuade you. I do not mean to make you agree and to nod your head to everything that I say because we literally just talked about thoughtful disagreements. But I would love to make you understand, to make you listen to this, regardless of if you agree or not. Just listen and go, you know what? I understand where he's coming from. I I get what he means in terms of just the practice overall, just drawing a stick man and another stick man and I say four or five times will eventually lead to long-term gain through the practice, through the knowledge. And, you know, even if you disagree, the sheer fact that you that you listen through this, that you put in time to understand my point of view, my perspective, even though it was different than yours, that means the world to me because now you just earn my respect. Because now that shows me that you're willing to listen to people who don't think the same as you, which in 2019 and frankly, you know, let's face it, 2020 is a super, super important thing to do. Not everybody has the same ideas, but being able to go, you know what? I don't agree with you, but let me listen to what you have to say unbiasedly. Not where I say, okay, let me listen to what Daniel has to say. And you're already thinking about your counter argument. Like, no, no, no. Like, unbiasedly, let me listen to, like, oh, okay. Like, how did you get, going back to the very, very, very first thing I said. Do you remember about the advice? Where someone says something and then you disagree. So then you go with, Daniel, how did you come to that way of thinking? Do you see how that, how that all comes back together where you're talking about advice, right? Somebody gives you some sort of advice. You disagree. That went to the second subject right? Getting into that. Why do you think the way that you do? And, you know, then talking about this idea of quality and quantity in my eyes being equal, right? And being able to use those. So my friends, if I have done anything for you while listening to this is I want you to hear things that you haven't heard before, or maybe in different perspectives. I want to be able to open your eyes to see things that you haven't seen before. Because if you see things that you haven't seen before, 
you can start to think in ways that you've never thought before. And if you start thinking in ways you've never thought before, you can start behaving in ways that you never thought that you could. All why? Because of self-awareness. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Daniel. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for being here. The Daniel Teaches Experience. I wish you an amazing time. Don't forget Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, on all the good stuff Daniel teaches. I'm here for you. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.